Blog Talk Radio. The following is a NUC NFL Draft Bible exclusive. Jersey Shore weekend and uh, some much-needed rest and relaxation, but we're back at it again here with uh, my co-host Dave Schumann and I, of course, Rick Saratella, telling it like it is, representing NUC Sports, NFL Draft Bible, and our new uh, platform here, Sports Tech Guys, streaming live on the Facebook, Dave will be on the Periscope, the Twitter, all that good stuff as we discuss sports and technology. That's what this show is about. So if you have an interest in either or maybe both, well, then we're off to a good start. And uh, the big news today, if you're just waking up, we do air weekdays, noon Eastern time. So folks on uh, the West Coast might just be rising and shining, and we've already been grinding. But UFC Mixed Martial Arts. Sold for four billion. Would it be? Would it be four billion dollars? So you know, this was something that UFC has been denying for months, and this morning it just came across the wire. That's a whole lot of moolah. So that's very big in the sports world. Technology-wise, we have a lot of interesting developments from over the weekend. Uh, you know, check out our Facebook group and our Twitter handle at Sports Tech Guys. But the two interesting things to me that I found, and you know, it's kind of right now, it's like the race for online video content. But online video content's not just good enough anymore. It's got to be live. And how are we going to get live streaming content? Well, we're going to have users develop that. People like me, maybe people like you watching. So everybody's trying to race to the live stream video platform. And now uh, two interesting developments here. First, we, we talked about last week that Twitter, who had won the NFL live streaming rights, they actually just did their first live stream of Wimbledon last week. So they kind of tested out the technology. Now, they won the programming rights to the NFL. I think they paid $100 million. So now it's not good enough. We want Major League Baseball. We want Major League Soccer. We want college basketball. Hey, maybe March Madness. Uh, imagine uh, there's a playing game even. The NCAA could, could maybe create an extra $20, $25 million in revenue by selling off that play-in game to Twitter. So uh, that was pretty big from a Twitter perspective. And then keeping up with the Joneses, you can tell I got that energy back today, baby. I'm feeling refreshed, relaxed, back on the grind. Man. Then keeping up with the Joneses, we have YouTube, right? So YouTube, what are they planning on doing? Well, now they're going to launch their um, a la carte or their YouTube channel TV. It's basically YouTube TV. It's a service like your cable subscription, kind of like Netflix, kind of like an Amazon. But YouTube is going to charge $35 a month. So we're going to see. Is there a demand? How much programming will there be? There's articles about this in our uh, Facebook Sports Tech Guys group I just posted this morning. So if you want to find out more information on that and who are some of the broadcast 
company partners that they're working with, you can uh, check that out over in the Facebook group. So I thought those were the two big interesting news items uh, that are going on. In addition to the UFC, of course, uh, the other thing and personally interesting to me because I lived in Atlantic City, I lived in Las Vegas, I know the markets very well. We talked about esports, and esports gaming is now uh, finding and making its way into the casinos. So, um, you know, this is expected to generate huge, huge uh, revenue streams for the video game market. And so now you have the casino industry professionals working with the eSport professional leagues in these uh, very early stages of e-gaming. And now, you know, they're targeting the younger demographic with video games and casino. And doing this in Las Vegas, okay, the eSports, the coming collision, they're calling it the G2E. This is going to be in Las Vegas in September. So if you're in Las Vegas, if you live in Las Vegas, if you're planning to be in Las Vegas during September, it's going to be this eSports convention where they are going to tie in casino owners and people in the casino industry with the eSports Gaming League. So you know where this is going, right? This is going towards a gambling type of uh, being able to wager on type of uh, possibilities here. So uh, we saw the NHL come to Las Vegas. Now we're seeing eSports gaming come to Las Vegas. And, of course, I am your host, Rick Saratella. We're joined by our co-host, Dave Schumann. We welcome him into the MyFantasyLeague.com hotline. How are we doing today, Dave? Good, good. Can we get Facebook Live rolling because uh... – because my uh, Skype thing wasn't working, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm on regular now. So we're only on one network for me uh, today. So okay. uh, live on Periscope. So, before we get any further, let's talk about this Facebook Live because you, before you jumped on, I was talking about you know content king, video content king, now live stream content king. We talked about Twitter making a power play into live streaming other professional sports. We talked about YouTube uh, starting up their, their, their TV programming service for $35. And now Facebook with their Facebook live stream service. First off, on a side note, we live streamed our first pro day in its entirety, about an hour long, the Razan Howard Pro Day workout. Purdue University was here in Asbury Park, New Jersey. From beginning to end, we broadcasted every event in between the drills, scouts in attendance, the play-by-play, very cool feature. And that's how I see Facebook Live being of value to me. But I got to say, Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm driving down, you know, I'm driving down to Asbury Park, and I see a guy parked on the shoulder of the highway on the New Jersey Parkway. He's got his back to the traffic. I don't know if he's Facebook Living, if he's trying to do a selfie with the sunrise in the background, but he's completely oblivious to what's going on not only behind them, but around them. And I'm sure you're familiar with the New Jersey Parkway. And all this guy cares about is getting this frame shot with this car parked in the shoulder. He's basically in, in, in the third lane on the highway. And then you got people just hanging out on the beach, live streaming. And uh, you really have to worry about your privacy rights, who's filming you. If you're a female, who's filming you in a bikini, who's catching your sidebar conversations. I'm just wondering, I mean, are people going to 
start to be off by some of these things that Facebook Live is going to bring into our lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you started a, a conversation that uh, goes to, you know, I don't know if you ever read the book 1984 by uh, George Orwell. Have you ever read that book? Have no, I have not enlightened us. Okay, so George Orwell, 1984, it was uh, a book written, I can't remember when it was written, but it was written maybe in the 40s or 50s, maybe even earlier. Uh, maybe it was the 30s or 20s, but it was about 1984, and it was a story it, it was a story about um, what the world would be like in 1984, and they talked about Big Brother, and they talked about how that, that's where the word Big Brother comes from, right? So Big Brother, watching every move you make, making sure nothing goes, you know, uh, um, is done out of line and blah, 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 blah. And people laughed at, you know, it was it was a scary book, but it was interesting, and there's a lot more to it, you know, um, to the book. But the overall theme was that would we be in a world one day where Big Brother is watching you? And and I, and I say with all the social media, um, you don't even have to worry about Big Brother watching you. Your Your neighbor is watching you. Big Brother is us. We're our own Big Brother. We're creating an environment um, with social media and all the video that though the technology is fantastic, um, uh, you might be on camera at all times unless you're inside your house, you know, and uh, and hopefully, you know, your relationship with your spouse is good so you're not on camera there. But um, you're, 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 you're definitely on camera all the time. It's the second you walk out of your household, if you're in any crowded environment, you could expect something to be going on. And uh, it, it, it's interesting because it creates, as you, you, you've seen over this last week, uh, you know, not to get too political because obviously that's not really what we talk about on here, but um, but you've seen in the last week the power of, of video and surveillance and um you know, getting some of the information, but not all the information, uh, and and then also how it could uh, create and mobilize thousands of people in one direction or the other. And so I I think that the the beauty of it is that you or I, Joe 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 Blow person, can create a an audience, can create a product that nobody else. Uh, they've been able to do by getting yourself on camera. Um, but it also creates a situation where there's tremendous escalation in that area uh, where it becomes an arms race for more people to get more content and more video to get themselves out there. Uh, and and what does it all mean for, for privacy and for you and I in our own world if we don't want to be videoed, you know? Well, I mean, basically what social media, especially with the live streaming ability and capability has enabled is everybody is a content producer, whether you like it or not, whether it's uh, somebody amateur on the beach or it's somebody professional like us, it doesn't matter because as long as you have a smartphone, you can now be your own TMZ. And people are just so obsessed with followers and likes and emojis and social media that they don't even care about getting paid for it. They just want you to like it on Facebook. And we've seen that with, with the shooting recently. 
instantly. Never mind me trying to help my boyfriend. Let me Facebook Live. And, you know, the other technology tie-in we saw was robots. The first right. person killed by, by, by police with a robot. I mean, this, this guy was in the garage. They, they wheeled in a robot, and he delivered a bomb. Here you doing. How you, how you doing? Goodbye. So, you know, we're seeing it more and more. Right, because they, they didn't have to utilize personnel because because uh, of the fact that there was already, uh, you know, uh, potentially uh, multiple policemen killed at that point um, and end up being multiple policemen killed. But they didn't even have to utilize a person to go in there and, and do that maneuver. They, they were able to send the robot in there. No one was in harm's way other than the person they were targeting. Um, and they used the robots to do it. Uh, you know, and, and if you if you've seen um oh what's I I trying to think of the movie now. It's a place in Iraq where the guy removes the bombs and stuff. He was already utilizing robots to do that. You know, I mean a warfare they're utilizing robots to do some of these things. So we get the sports tech, like we're in the back end part of it. We're like we're the after technology, you know what I'm saying? So um so the race to be in, to be in front from an opportunity standpoint in that part of the business is huge because there's already tools and technologies out there that are being used at the military level that are being used, uh, um, you know, at, at, at the government level that can leverage into what we're doing. I mean, you think about the analytics that is probably being used at the government level to understand. Uh, the mobilization of terrorists and, 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 you know, those databases. And so simulating database relationships like that to be able to track to track sports and how fast people move and all those kind of things I think is, is already readily available. So um, it's just a matter of, uh, uh, you know, getting that stuff used. But you're right. It's, it's Facebook Live. So, so you were saying Facebook Live is now going to a subscription service? So, so we have now YouTube is creating their own television uh, cable service. So they're going to have just like your cable TV, YouTube, uh, kind of like like a Netflix or Amazon. But uh, I have it right here in front of me. As a matter of fact, they're going to charge thirty five dollars a month, um, and they're going to have live TV offerings. These are these are not video on demand. It's actual live TV. And they're going to be—it's going to be called Unplugged YouTube Unplugged, and it'll be working uh, in affiliation with ABC, CBS, and ESPN. So they're going to—I'm sure there's others involved, but you know when you have those kind of mainstream media outlets, I'm sure the others will be uh, in line to follow. The chips will fall like dominoes, and YouTube will be offering a plethora of live programming video channels on YouTube at $35 a month. So instead of paying 135 I think people out there are probably paying more than that for cable. I refuse to pay for cable. I have not, I have not had cable myself personally since the 90s because I refuse to pay for it. And I've envisioned something like this uh, for decades. And I, I, I'm really surprised it took us until 2016 to get here. But I think this is really, especially with the millennials, taking over uh, the baby boomers as the most populated generation on this planet, 
I think this is going to be a big uh, dance into Comcast and Verizon and some of these other cable monopolies out there in this industry. So, and just take it, this is really interesting. So now what will happen is that YouTube will stream live channels. How do you, how, how do people get paid on that? Or do they get paid? Well, so the, the networks, I'm sure, just like, okay, when I worked at the Yes Network and there was a, a stalemate, uh, you know, Comcast didn't want to carry the Yes ne- Network. Why? Well, because uh, Comcast was paying $1.98 per every cable subscriber to the Yes Network. Yes Network wanted to ante it up to two ninety eight. Uh, Comcast didn't want to pay that, so they dropped the Yes Network. So I'm sure at $35 per month, they're telling ESPN, hey, every subscriber we get, we'll get a dollar. You'll get a dollar. CBS will get a dollar, $2, whatever it may be. And some of the smaller networks, they may get $0.35 cents a subscriber. Or, you know, A&E, maybe we'll give you $0.50 cents a subscriber. But YouTube is then going to generate more revenue by selling their own in-house advertising. So, you know, you'll basically be able to get similar uh, cable package, you know, what you're paying now at a fraction of the cost. And whereas Netflix and Amazon are video on demand and you download them uh, when you want to watch them, this will actually be live streaming. And even if they don't make any money on the subscriptions, what I'm envisioning is, hey, ESPN goes to a commercial break. Well, you know, on the YouTube side, we'll be able to insert our own commercials. So when ESPN breaks for their promos, YouTube will break for our promos, kind of like when I worked on Mike and the Mad Dog, we live streamed the radio show onto TV. When the radio took a break, we, we punched out and we aired our own commercials. I'm sure that's what YouTube is kind of envisioning here. Wow. That's interesting. So they're going to take so, and, in the net. And like I said, the theme is online video, live stream video. Twitter is now negotiating with Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and the NCAA to live stream men's college basketball games. So we, we see them, you know, trying to get more involved with live streaming. Google has acquired Envato, a software provider geared towards encoding, publishing, and distribution of Internet video. So this is going to signal Google's desire to improve its uh, OTT service for media clients and uh, really enhance the Google Cloud platform as it involves online media streaming. Um, And then also, you know, ESPN, they have just announced their first web-based TV streaming package. So they are going to now start to uh, stream some of the smaller school stuff, some of the small colleges. There will be no NFL, no NBA, none of the major sports. So they're going to use online video to stream some of the smaller uh, college content. And that makes sense because, you know, they can't really – you know, they won't, they won't rake in the TV revenue uh, on a small school college like they will with an SEC network game. So, and then, you know, the other programming note, if you didn't listen last week, but tonight is the home run derby, and Major League Baseball is going to be using, uh, you know, some virtual reality features and, and uh, some of that panoramic 360-degree technology we discussed last week 
uh, Dave, on the, on the uh, instant replays during the home run derby tonight. So I'm going to probably tune in just to check that out. That's incredible. Uh, it's interesting because I guess theoretically right now, like with high school football games, there's no reason why every game couldn't be streamed somewhere during uh, during the season, every single high school game. Um, exactly. Apparently, really, all you need is all all you need now is one of the team moms to really be dedicated to streaming on, with their cell phone. You know, you get you get the team mom. As you know, there's always a, a team mom on the football team. You just have her stand on the sidelines and stream the whole game. You could do it from your hand. That's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, during during the season, we can we can theorize. We we've got to encourage that, and and uh, so we could get a, a, a streaming put right into to our uh, uh, our platform all day long. Shoot on Twitter, I'll, I'll stream I'll, I'll stream your game. You know, you, know you, you 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 stream your high school game. You have someone stream your high school game. I'll I'll, I'll stream it right through Twitter and give you guys the the access. You know, so. Uh, um, yeah, that's really interesting. I, that's that's incredible stuff. That um, the fact that the streaming stuff is 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 gonna just continue to explode. The, the cool thing, I mean, question is this: Will it will it even the playing field, or will it make the playing field more difficult for uh, the small guy to get in and make a few dollars in that industry? Yeah, I mean, I think what we're still waiting to see is how it enhances the video broadcast. Does it add value? Is there a feature where we can create a segment based around a sponsor? Because we talked about the glowing puck in the NHL and how it was just annoying and distraction. It wasn't necessarily a good thing. I think tonight with the home run derby, you know, it's a first. We don't know. Is it cool? I'm sure the panoramic has to be cool. How can it not? I'm going to feel yeah. like I'm in the stadium. So now T-Mobile is the home run derby sponsor. Do we say, hey, T-Mobile for an extra twenty grand, hundred grand, an extra million dollars? Heck, every re- every home run hit will show the T-Mobile panoramic cam, or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I, and I think it's all like you said last week. It's all still a trial and error process. People are still trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. All these billion-dollar companies are, are still investing into technology and, and software to put themselves out in front and ahead. But is, is there any real defined leader? Is there anybody really just crushing it? Is there anybody really doing something? Uh, you know, different companies are doing virtual reality. Is anybody doing it in a way where it's offering a different kind of value? Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow when we have the CEO of Striver on. And now they're working with six NFL teams and a dozen other teams in different sports. But I think they've kind of been out in the, in the forefront of the virtual reality world because they were the first to get an NFL team to bite. And then five teams followed suit. So because of that, I, I feel like Striver is really the, the innovator and, and at the forefront, I don't know if they were the first, but to me they're doing it the best, uh, and, and we'll talk to, to them uh, more about that tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. 
I, I'm curious to see, um, you know, how it all evolves for them. I assume that they grow, they're going to be bought out by somebody a lot bigger. Uh, that's the way I look at it. Um, maybe we'll, the we'll NFL. Be, yeah, maybe the NFL. Correct. Um, we're trying or to, maybe, or maybe an ESPN. ESPN does that show Sports Science. What if they say, hey, maybe we, there's a relationship there. I could see something like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sports Science is really basically uh, – Sports tech. I mean, you know, let's let, let's call it as it is. And sports science is a portion of it, but uh, the technology part is it, it's exploding. Um, there are companies that are out there that uh, are doing all kinds of great things. You know, uh, I tell you what, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to work some putting together. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to work with Troy Rudiger on this. Um, and that's that's how quick I like to move, Rick. Uh, put together an incubator for companies that have technologies in the sports field, you know, and give them a parameter to really uh, develop it and connect them with with groups of people that might be able to help them with their new technologies. So, um, you know, you heard it here on Sports Tech first. Um, I won't evolve any more information other than that, but, but uh, we're definitely working to – to try and not just have this show, but really make this a platform for for uh, everybody in technology to really kind of merge in that industry and grow it and, and take it to the next level. No doubt about it. Sports Tech Guys, Dave Schumann, Rick Saratella here each and every weekday, noon Eastern time. So when you get your grub on, you can get your sports tech on at the same time. And shout out to all my Facebook peeps. Appreciate the love out there. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. Of course, today we will have live coverage, SEC Media Day. We do have somebody in the building down there. So uh, we'll be, you know, bringing you live updates on SEC Media Day today. We have our training camp circuit coming up at the end of the month. We have the Giants 30th Super Bowl reunion coming at the beginning of August. We'll be on location, live streaming all of these events. Of course, we have Miami Mike out in Los Angeles this week with the uh, red carpet credentials. He's out at the ESPY Awards as well as the Nickelodeon Awards. So uh, we'll be bringing you all the coverage from those events. We just Facebook Lived our first ever Pro Day because Facebook Live technology was not available in March during the Pro Day circuit. So we were able to bring you the Razan Howard Pro Day workout. And how long until Blesto and National just start sending out representatives and, and you just need one NFL scout at a pro day because now he could he could live stream the entire workout as if you're there. Why why pay for travel and gas or hotels? Because hey, the NFL uh scouting community, whether you're blessed or whether you're national, we can have one guy streaming directly into every team headquarters and panoramic video live stream. We can make you feel like you're there. And that's what I feel like when I watch the replay of that pro day live stream. But uh, we got a minute or so left, Dave. What's going on on the NUC Sports side of the platform? NUC Sports, actually, we're just getting ready for the top prospect camp. We got finished with our big one uh, that we did out in camp this past weekend uh, with our QB Kings and, and our, um, our our final star wide receiver uh, DB challenge. Uh, so that went real well, and now we're just uh, heading into the top prospect camp. Um uh, a 
tell you, we released last week the uh, SDS um, All-American teams, both uh, Shanafeld and, and Barry ever released it, started putting that out there. Yes. Uh, congratulating guys one by one. So if you want to go to my Twitter at NEC Football, you can see all that stuff on there uh, live. I'll be doing the rest of the D first team defense for Barry Every today, and then uh, I'll probably do some of Shenafeld stuff as we uh, that he he doesn't have that Barry has no overlap, but uh, probably have that stuff up there um, as well. So we're trying to get you know get you guys out there, continue. Just, just blow up the name. Uh, if you're an athlete out there, get you know, top prospect camp. You go to acsports.com right now and see more about that. And, you know, here we go. Yep, and, of course, you'll be featured on all of our platforms, nucsports.com, uh, nucsportsmag, on Twitter, at nucfootball, at NFL Draft Bible. And a couple quick things if you're in the New Jersey if you're in the New Jersey area this week, uh, Sunday, Miami Mike Sports Zone, you've seen him on NUC TV. He's on location across the nation. He's going to have a free meet and greet this Sunday for all you Dolphins fans who live in New Jersey. Mark Duper, come on down. Uh, take your free pictures. Get your free autographs. He's doing it for the fans. Sunday, maybe even Monday, it might be a two-day overlap, but Mark Duper this Sunday. And then Thursday, July 21st, Kerry Wynn from the New York Giants meet and greet. We're working on adding some other athletes from the area, so stay tuned for that. And uh, that about does it for another edition of the Sports Tech Guys. For Rick Saratella here, Dave Schumann out there. We'll be back at it again tomorrow with Striver really diving into the virtual reality world and the intricacies of NFL training. No doubt. Until the next time, everybody. Woo! See you tomorrow.